It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Mark Morgan, former acting CPB commissioner and visiting fellow at Heritage, joins me now. Mark, good morning. Welcome back. And uh, always appreciate your fact-based input on what's going on on our southwest border. Uh, a new op-ed that you wrote, uh, the acute gotaway crisis at the southwest border of the United States. And Mark, as I said earlier, uh, I don't know if you were on the line, uh, having had these conversations with uh, President Duque and uh, the current president of Paraguay just in the last uh, few days at a dinner. Uh, they know this. We know this. Uh, but why, when you look at the administration, do they pretend not to know this? Yeah, David, look, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. It's always great to be on with you. I, I think that's the conundrum. That, that That's the part that just doesn't make sense. And I've been doing this for a long time. You and I talk. I, I've served under six administrations, both Republican and Democrat, and it pains me to draw no other conclusion with respect to what's happening on open borders is they see a perceived political benefit. Look, illegal aliens are accounted as, as part of the census, which leads to a redistricting they hope in favor of the Democrats. And then the Democrats in this White House believes that every single illegal alien, they find a pathway to citizenship, equates to Democratic vote. So they're literally opening our borders, handing over operational control to the uh, uh, cartels, which are killing Americans and, by the way, killing migrants at unprecedented numbers, all for a perceived political benefit. That's where we're at, David. It's disgusting. As I mentioned, I looked at some numbers last week, and I'm trying to get people to wrap their head around a too-big-to-fix deliberate approach, as I believe this administration is carrying out and the Democrats have been for some time. Over 4,400,000 encounters, that got a ways added to this, obviously, but encounters at our southern border in the last fiscal year, uh, and that's according to their website, to the CPB website, the table, the charts are up there, I put them out on social media for people to read for themselves, and just doing this by the numbers, the number of agents, the number of encounters, then you add gotaways. I mean, how big is this problem grown and how dangerous it, it, it continues to grow? Yeah, David, that's the question. I'm glad you brought up the numbers because I, I do every every conversation I have. I try to put some facts in it. You, you try to take out an opinion, put facts. I really encourage just as you, you, you mentioned, go to CBP's website, their own website. All the numbers are there. And when I look at that, they've got to include both the apprehensions by Border Patrol and those coming to the ports of entry that are otherwise inadmissible, but we're still letting them in. If you take those numbers in the first 19 months, it's over 5.2 million. If you include the apprehensions and what otherwise inadmissible that this administration is letting in, plus the gotaways. But I really want to focus on the gotaways for a moment because, look, I know that one of the things that make this country great, David, is its compassion. I believe we're the most compassionate nation on the face of the planet. But when it comes to illegal immigration, the compassion is misguided. Because, again, not only does it lead to the migrants themselves dying and suffering, but, of course, it hands the border uh, over to the cartels. And we know that drugs are coming in, bad people are coming in, and the national security threat uh, increases. The gotaways alone, one million. 
Think about that. In 19 months, over 1 million illegal aliens have broken our southwest border, evaded apprehension, and made their way to every town, city, and state in this country. And there are bad people among them. The truth is there are murderers, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons, and gang members. In my op-ed, I give one stat, and I'll, I'll leave it here, is that between 2011 and 2022, 261,000 criminal aliens committed 433,000 crimes, including 800 homicides, 800 kidnappings, and 5,000 sexual assaults. And David, here's a kicker. That was only in the state of Texas alone. Wow. I mean, this, this is why I bring up the numbers and why I like talking this yep. through. But I also want to bring this uh, down to uh, at the street level. And I'll use New York City as the example, as Sanctuary City. Two things that have been brought out to me by by friends at NYPD in the last week and stories now uh, populating in the New York Post and other media outlets. You have homeless shelters where you're seeing fights between the homeless for whatever reason and the illegal aliens that have come into the city uh, for two years now, that growing number under the Biden administration. So there's something locally. Another thing, this story didn't surprise me, but it kind of caught my, my eye and I've started to dig into it, that children in some of these neighborhoods are now dealing with the increased vagrancy Yes, of homeless as well, emotionally disturbed people, various other reasons, but also the influx of uh, the the illegal aliens in those neighborhoods because they're not going to the Upper East Side and West Side. Well, actually, now they are to some degree, but children are also beginning to pay a price. They're finding them needing more psychological counseling. So while we talk about the numbers and the border, come into your communities, your schools, your homeless shelters, resources that should be used to help law-abiding, lawfully present, or American citizens are now being, you know, affected by this. This this is a this is a right in our and not just in New York, this is a right in our neighborhood problem. Yeah, that, that's exactly right, David. Look, everything you just said is spot on. I couldn't have said it better myself. And so we do talk about the numbers and the complex, vast set of threats coming across our borders, killing Americans. But equally as important, we don't talk about that enough, is, is the burden on the taxpayers and those, those critical, limited resources. Look, even though they were the greatest planet on the face of the, 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 the greatest country on the face of the planet, we still have a finite number of resources. And when you're talking about 5.2 million have tried to illegally enter our border in 19 months. There's no country, including this country, that can sustain that. Look, you're already marginalized and already marginalized workforce. Like you said, look, our, our, our welfare system is overrun, our education, uh, every aspect. Taxpayers fund for every single illegal alien that's here. I mean, it's costing taxpayers between seventy-five to $90,000. And you do the math times a couple of million in the past 19 months. It's a real impact to, uh, to, on the backs of taxpayer burdens. Not to mention, not to mention what, what you just said in New York City. All that's coming to New York City from a financial aspect, David. But guess what also is coming to New York City? As they're complaining, about 50 going to Martha's Vineyard, illegal aliens, or a couple thousand in New York. First of all, as you said, the Biden administration has already shipped. A, a 10 times that in the not, not, past 19 months from the covered darkness. But guess what's also come to New York City? Drugs, criminal illegal means, and of course, a national security vulnerability because of our open borders. But they don't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, in the time you and I are having this conversation, more than 50 people have crossed the border illegally, and they're not even trying to run or get away. You know, like you, I'm more concerned about the gotaways because of the, the even more dangerous potential there. But they're just walking across the border as you and I speak. 
literally, literally, David. And not only that, just as you described, but guess what also has happened since you and I have been talking? A couple of more Americans died from fentanyl poisoning, right? I mean, we know three to 400 every single day are dying, 107,000 in, in a 12-month period. That's more Americans that died from all the terrorist attack in history, the Iraq, Afghanistan, and Vietnam wars combined in 12 months. How the heck? David, how is how did this become securing our borders and stopping threats from coming and killing Americans and, and the migrants themselves, by the way? When, when did this become a right or left thing and rather than American thing? This makes no sense. Illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. It drives our borders to be unsecure. Drugs are coming across, killing people, criminal aliens, as you described, and again, the national security vulnerability. I don't understand, David. I don't understand why people can't take their compassion and drive it appropriately based on facts and reality and, and support legal immigration. That gets agents back on the border. We can secure them more effectively, reduce the drugs coming in, reduce the criminal is coming in, and more effectively reduce the national security vulnerability. It's just common sense to me. Mark Morgan, former acting CPB uh, head, as well as a visiting fellow at Heritage Foundation, on the line with me. Uh, you know, Mark, when I when I look at these total numbers and I think about the agents and their families, I look. You and I see the story. So does this audience. Farmland overrun, ranchers being broken into along the border, agents that are you know babysitting instead of stopping dangerous at times people from coming into our country illegal by any form uh the numbers of agents just won't add up to the job and and i wonder how far this administration and the democrat party not just at the federal level but some of those local officials uh da's or otherwise uh, elected council members you name it mayors how far they're willing to go before something is done i mean this the the agents they just they just aren't enough i mean i did some rough numbers an agent could spend 44 weeks of the year at 40 hours a week at the per encounter rate based on the number of agents if they devoted that time I mean, they're just, it's just not there. David, again, you're spot on. I agree with you. Look, and this is why we keep saying this isn't a resource issue. So think, think, how many more uh, uh, examples do we need? So we saw the Haitians come back, right, in, in Del Rio. Del Rio is only one of nine sectors. They have 224 linear miles that we share with Mexico. And during that time when the Haitians were coming in, all border patrol agents were relegated really to become a, a federal travel agency, to, to hospital loss, to transportation and processing. 224 miles went virtually unpatrolled. Now take that along all 2,000 miles. That scenario is repeating itself every day. Every day in the large majority of areas, 80 to 90 percent of border patrol resources are pulled off the line. They've really become a welcoming agency. That is literally leaving our borders unpatrolled and wide open. The cartels have literally gained operational control. That's why we say your compassion for illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants, is completely misguided. It drives our borders to be wide open. And that's why on the border patrol, their morale is the lowest it's ever been, David, because they know every day that they go to work because of this administration's policies, because they're incentivizing and encouraging illegal immigration, they know that they cannot do the job they signed on to. They know that they cannot secure our borders, and they know that a vast set of complex sets are getting across our border every single day, killing Americans. They know it. That's why the morale is the lowest. But that's why November is so important. And that's why, look, we could throw 100 
100,000 Border Patrol agents at the southwest border, and nothing's going to change because they're just going to get more effective and more efficient at processing, which is just going to incentivize more illegal immigrants, and it's going to cause our border to be even more wide open. This is a policy issue, and it's about time that Congress, both Republicans and Democrats, do the right thing, pass meaningful legislation to secure our border. I mentioned it earlier, and, and without and one of them will actually join us. President Duque from Colombia will be joining me sometime in the next couple of weeks. And we talked about this issue with our border, and they talk about losing the you know the talent, the young people in their country, and the lack of American policy engagement. Kamala Harris is supposed to be the sheriff of the border. She keeps looking for the root cause. And without going into a lot of the details, when I sit down with the current president of Paraguay, former Colombian, former vice president of Honduras, look at some of these other leaders and influencers from those countries in a, in a small room for hours, and I ask the question of many of them, have you had interaction with this, in, this administration of any substance since they've been there in two years? The answer is no. David, I tell you, it's, it's incredulous. So first of all, real quick, root causes, how about this? We're the greatest country in the face of the planet, and this administration has told the entire world, now's the come to come and break in our borders illegally, we'll let you in. That's why they're coming. Number two, when I was a commissioner, I went to all three northern triangle countries, uh, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. I met with my counterparts and leaders, and you know what they all said to me universally, independently, not together? They said, Mark, I don't understand, Commissioner, you know, I, I don't understand. Why can't you change your laws, your policies to stop taking our youth, to stop taking the, the future of our country? Because our laws say if you're 18 or under and you come in, break into our country, we keep you. If you're if you're if you're a Mexican, 17 or under Mexico or Canada, we reunite you with your families. But anywhere else in the world, if you're 17 or under, we keep you and we refuse to return you to the country. All three of those countries leaders said to me, why don't you return the future of our country? It's absolutely insanity. We were working with those countries. Literally, I would say almost on a daily basis. It is. It's not mind boggling. It's deliberate. I, my mind's not boggled. This is a deliberate plan to make no. it too big to fix. And the numbers that we're talking about, I hope people are getting that answer now to, to the final question to you, Mark, maybe not the final question, but certainly for this interview. It's the how. Look, if Republicans are given the majority in the House and we'll see what happens in the Senate, the how, what can, in your opinion, what can they do from your uh, commissioner's view? Yep. What can they do to, to help in any way? So this is what they need to do. First of all, they need to be laser focused on this is about border security. Stop the immigration stuff. Right. I mean, we, we, we've for decades. There's always been this talk about comprehensive immigration reform. We go back to the 80s and Reagan, like they tried to, to some some deal with amnesty trade off for border security. It didn't work then and it hasn't worked in a decade since. Stop the comprehensive immigration reform. Laser focus on border security. Use Look, there's a group of conservative think tanks in D.C. a couple months ago. We got together. First time it's ever happened. And we produced a coalition letter that really provide a roadmap on how to effectively secure the border. I was happy to see the Republican leadership take that coalition letter, and they've pushed out a border security framework, which incorporates much of that. If they do this, they're going to be able to secure the border. That's got to be the focus. And the last thing that I'll – well, two things. One – 
day one, not only do they need to push that legislation through the House, but they also need to start impeachment of, of Secretary Mayorkas, which has been the chief architect of this open border policy. And the last thing I'll say, David, is they have to show political strength, courage, and will to do the right thing for this country. And if that means shutting down the government to make sure that this administration reverse courses and stops the bleeding of the border, they've got to do that. The numbers are there, as you said earlier, for everyone to look up. I encourage people to go to cpb.gov. Stop buying the hype, the lies, the distractions, the deflections. Just do the simple numbers. It is an overwhelming problem by design. Mark, always appreciate your input. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. Mark Morgan, a former acting CPB commissioner and a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.